Um, but I'm so excited about the, this message I have for you today, and I just really pray that God will speak it to you and that you receive it. If you have your Bibles, let's open it up to uh, the Paul's letter to the Ephesians, the church in Ephesus, Ephesians chapter 1. We're going to pick up in uh, verse 15. Paul is writing this from, from prison, and he's writing to uh, a church he founded in, in Ephesus. And, uh, and I just pray, man, I just pray that God will just speak this to you as he He's been speaking it to me. And verse 15, it says this, and it's going to be up on the screens there it is. It says, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the, the, spiritual, the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Amen. Come on. I receive it. So that you may know him better. I pray that... I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope. Come on, that's where we're going to be camping out today. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you. To know the hope which he has called you. Come on, write that down if you're taking notes. To know the hope. That he has called you the, the riches of his glorious inheritance and, and his holy people. Check this out, verse 19. It says, And his incomparably great power for us who believe. Incomparably great power for those, for us who believe. The power is the same. Check, the, check this out. The power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. I mean, we could just say amen, go home from there, right? Amen, man, that's, that's good stuff. As far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is evoked not only in this present age, but also the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything for the church in which his body and the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Man, that's, that's good. To know the hope in which you have been called. To know the hope in which you have called, the incomparably great, it's not just a power, it's a, there's, there's no, no comparison. It's an uncomparable great power that is in us. Man, can we just pray one more time? God, we just love you, we thank you. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that you would speak this word to us, Father God, that, that we would leave here differently today, Father God, that we would not leave these doors the same as, the one, as, as we, we came in today, Father God. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would encourage us, God, by your word, that you would, you would uh, change us by your word, Father God, and that you would challenge us by your word, Father God. We open our hearts and our minds to receive from you right now, Father God. Spirit, Speak to us. Give us a greater revelation of who you are, God. We love you. We thank you. In your holy name we pray. We all said, amen, amen. She earned it. She shot an arrow at your head. Well, at an apple. Near your head. Sit down. Seneca, why do you think we have a winner? What do you mean? I mean, why do we have a winner? 
I mean, if we just wanted to intimidate the districts, why not round up 24 of them at random and execute them all at once? Be a lot faster. Hope. 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 It is the only thing stronger than fear. A little hope is effective. A lot of hope is dangerous. Hope. We're going to talk about hope today. And if you're taking notes and you like, you like uh, titles, let's, let's title this one, Dangerous Hope. A little bit of hope, a lot of hope is dangerous. And, and uh, this, is, this is an excerpt from The Hungry Ames. And, um, but he says something powerful and, and uh, talking about hope today. Has, has, have you ever lost hope before? You ever been at a Braves game? Let's just talk about this. So you ever been at a Braves game? And you, in like the first like four or five innings, you're like, we're in it. We can do this. It's, you know, three to six. You're like, we're only down by a couple of runs. And, and, and you're, and, you know, the, the big batter, the cleanup batter's coming up. We're like, we're in it. And then you don't quite get there. Maybe you get a run or two. And then the next inning, the other team, like, gains another four or five runs. You're like, come on, let's get another. Let's do a call to the bullpen. Let's get the golf cart out there, get a new pitcher in here, and the new pitcher comes in here, we got this, we're going to shut him down now, we're going to get a couple more runs back, and now the seventh inning comes in, and now you're, you're, you're down by like three to, to five, or three to ten, and, and you're like, okay, you know, you're still trying to hold on to hope, or, or maybe, maybe you're playing Scrabble with my wife, <laughs> and you're like, okay, she's an English teacher, she has her master's in teaching, I got this, right, <laughs> you're like, I barely graduated, but I got this, you know, like, come on now. And so you're like, you, you, you start out, and, and she's taking it easy on you. She's hustling you for, you know, she's letting, t you know, get, you get a couple of words, and I get like, God, because I'm Christian, and I love Jesus. And, uh, and then, uh, you know, she gets like a triple word score, and it's like 200 points. I'm like, how did you, how do you even do that? Like, and she uses all her letters, and if you use all your letters, it's, like 50 points automatically plus like another 50,000 points and like and you're like but you feel like you're in it and you're like I have hope I can do this I can overcome the odds because I I, I got I, I have this power that's in me right I'm like praying I'm like praying in the spirit I'm like God give me the interpretation of all these letters I, I got this and then she's like it's like 400 to like five and I'm like <laughs> Have you ever lost hope in something? I know like in, in, in sports sometimes, like, you know, you're at the game and, and you, can, you can see the point where it's just out, you, everyone kind of collectively loses hope and then people start following out of the, the stadium. And I always get mad because I'm like, I'm like to the end, you know, I don't care about the traffic, I'm staying to the end. I'm a, they, they still got this, you know, or, you know, or, you know, Alabama's playing, uh, playing Georgia Southern or something, I'm like praying for Georgia Southern. I'm like, God, there's so hope because you're on your throne. Let them beat Alabama. And it's going to be amazing and glorious. And then like halftime comes, there's just no hope. It's just like, and everyone's leaving the stadium and, and trying to beat traffic. No hope. Have you ever lost hope? Have you ever thought there's no hope? Man, I'm going to tell you, I want to go to the, the, the book of Judges and in the Old Testament, there's a story that, that, that really spoke to me as I was reading it and about hope. And, 
And it's about a story of the Israelites. And if you're familiar with the, the, their story, the narrative in the Old Testament, um, God had these chosen people and he brought them out of slavery, out of bondage in Egypt. Have you ever seen the movie uh, Prince of Egypt? It's a Disney thing. It's kind of like that. They, he leads them out of, of slavery in Egypt and, and, and he brings them to this promised land after 40 years of, of wandering in the desert because of their disobedience. And it always seems like Israel gets to a place where they're good with God. Things begin to be good and they're blessed. And then they go and mess everything up. They begin to be uh, disobey what God had called them. And so right now, uh, as we pick up the story and, and Judges 6, uh, I'm not going to read it to you, but I encourage you to go and, and read this story. Uh, Israel has, has disobeyed God, and now they're uh, under a judgment. And, uh, and so God has kind of um, uh, took his hands off them. And now it, it talks about the, the, the Midianites and other people and groups around the, the, the area would come and, um, and raid the crops and take all the crops at harvest time, Israel would, would begin to plant and see they don't have an Aldi to go to. They don't have a Kroger. They don't have a Publix. God's grocery store, amen. Their subs are amazing. Um, come on, Publix for the win. Um, uh, but they don't have that, so they have to begin to plant and, and harvest, and they have cattle. And this is their livelihood. This is their currency. This is what keeps them alive is, is the crops that they plant, they, the, the, the animals they, they raise. And these, these people around them would come, and they would take all the crops from them. They would not only do that, they, they would take all the, the animals. It says in, in, in Judges 6 that they would invade the country and, 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 and that they would take everything. It says that there were swar like, like swarms of locusts, these swarms. It says that they couldn't even count them, that they would invade the land and ravage it. It says that, that they would impoverish Israel. And so... The Israelites uh, couldn't stop them, and, and they began to lose hope. And it says that even at this time, they would make caves. They would actually hide in these, these grottos in the, in, the, in, the, in the caves, and these little, little um, they would go and, and leave town and, and hide. And, and, and so they were, they were, it looked like all hope was lost. Come on, have you ever been at a place in your life where you're just like, man, I don't even know how. I don't know how I'm going to get through this. You're looking at your bank account and you're like, we got far too much, too much month than money. Or, or maybe you lost a job and you're just like, I don't know how we're going to make it. Have you ever got to the place where you've lost hope? Have you ever got to the place where your kid is, 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 is doing whatever they want and, and, and maybe you've given up and you're like, the hope is lost. It says that, that, that God began to speak to Israel and, and see, it says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, I brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of the Egypts. I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors and I drove them out before you and gave you their land. And then skip down a little bit more and it says, it says, this is, uh, this is Gideon. Uh, the, the subject, the, the man of the hour. He says, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? 
And then God responded. He says, did not the Lord, or no, this is Gideon, I'm sorry. He said, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? See, and, and when all hope was lost in this time of, of Israel's, uh, you know, narrative, God begins to point to the past. See, I believe that, that God can point to the past to give us hope to the future. See, God, I don't, I don't know if you guys are getting this, but God is saying, look, I did it then, I can do it now. See, when we begin to lose all hope, I, I think that we can begin to look to the past of where God's already brought us from. See, when I begin to, to slip into to all hope is lost, I don't know how I'm going to do this. God reminds me, hey, Brad, idiot, I, I did it when you were 16 when I brought you in, 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 into church and I began to work on you. I can do it now. See, I think we need to realize that God can do it. Then he can do it now. See, God can point to the cross because he did it then. See, when we begin to lose hope, God points to the past. They had lost all hope. There's no food, no crops. They had nothing to do. They, I mean, this, we're talking about this is their livelihood. This is how they lived, and they had nothing. But see, God had a different plan. He pointed to the, the past and he said, look, I used Moses to take you out of the slavery. And then he brought about Gideon. Man, let's talk about Gideon. Gideon, he said, pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, how can I save Israel? Check this out. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my family. And then God answered him, he said, I will be with you. I will be with you. Can I tell you, when we are in a dark place and we all go through valleys, we all go through hard times, God is with you. Man, when we, when we lose hope, when we lose hope that, that things are going to change because they've always kind of been this way or they've been this way for a long time, God is saying, I am with you. And when we begin to think, look, I am I'm the weakest of, of my clan, not only is my family the weakest, I'm the weakest in my family. He's saying, look, I'm the loser of the losers. I'm like, the, I'm like nothing, you know? And God said, Gideon, I am with you. When we begin to, to doubt ourselves, we have to go back to Ephesians. And, and, and look, it says that the power that's, that's incomparably, the, the, the incomparably great power, it's not just a good power, it's a great power. It's not just a great power. It's a power that we can't compare to anything else. We can't compare it to dynamite. We can't compare. This is, this is better than that. It says a great incomparably power that, that, that is for us. That's for us who believe. And not only that, check this out. It's the same power that raised Christ from the dead. Come on. This power when all hope is lost, God is saying, I am with you. My power is with you. When you don't think things are going to change and you think things are going to stay the same forever, can I tell you that God has the 
power to change things. Can I tell you that that Gideon was saying, look, God, I don't know how things are going to change. These people are are taking everything we have. We have nothing to eat. We have no animals. We have no crops. We have nothing. And God said, I am with you, Gideon. And Gideon said, God, I am am the least of my family. My clan uh, of all these people are the least of of these. I'm not smart enough, God. I'm I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. And God said, I am with you and my power is in you and you can do this. Can I tell you that God, I don't know what you're facing today, but God is with you and his power is in you. And it's not just a a, a power to change things. It says that it's incomparably great. It's incomparably great power. See, we have hope in Jesus. See, the world has a hope and things are going to fail them. But our hope is in the living God. See, our hope is based not on just the past of what we've done, but the, our hope is based in the past of what God's done. Amen. Come on now. See, we failed. I can tell you, when I try to do things in my, in my power, in my grace, it's, it's, not, it's not great. <laughs> can I tell you, when I try to preach out of my own strength, it's, it's okay. I mean, you might get a laugh out of it. But when I begin to tap into that power that's in God, that power that God has given me, it begins to change lives because God has a power in you to change the circumstances. When I begin to pray for my family, when things begin to be hard, and I begin to pray, God, I know that, that, that the finances aren't there, but God, I know that you are the all, all the that God, you, you have the power to, to, to bring it in, God. And I know that you've, you, your word says that you haven't left me, that your word says that you will supply all my needs, God. Look, we have the power. Our hope is not on this, this stuff in the world. Our hope is in a living God, a living God that, that went to the cross, that died and then was raised three days later. I, I, our hope is in, in Christ that's, that raised uh, that God raised up and seated him at his right hand. See, our, our power, our, our hope is not this, this little hope. It's this great hope. Yeah, come on. Look, our, our hope, our hope, Israel's hope then was not in Gideon. Israel's hope was not in this little man from this little clan that was right. What? Dr. Seuss up here. This little man and this little clan. I didn't even write that in my notes. That's divine. That's inspired by the Holy Spirit. But this little man and this little clan, that, their hope was not... I'm going to write a book about that. No, but they... Okay. This little man, the weakest of his family, their hope was not in him. Come on now. Israel looked at, at David... And, and David stood up and said, I can beat Goliath. Their hope, David's hope wasn't in himself. It wasn't in his abilities. He said, he said, Goliath, you come at me with sticks and spears and swords. I come against you with the name of God. Come on now. Our power is not in us. Come on. I want, to, I want, to know, I want you to know that you have hope. In the, in the clip, he said, he said something profound, and I mean, it's not a Christian movie or anything like that, but, um, and, you know, if, you, if you're like, Hunter James is terrible, you shouldn't say, say, just email Pastor Josh at, at pastorjosh at lifepointchurch.com, because he always does that to me. We love you, Pastor Josh. Um, 
But he says something powerful here. He says, he says, a lot of hope is dangerous. He said, he said, hope is greater than fear. Hope is greater than fear. See, if we look at the context, the, the Greek word and hope, it has a lot to do with expectation. What are you expecting in your life? See, when we begin to hope for things, it produces perseverance. It produces endurance. When we are in hard times and, and we begin to hope, think about Paul and Silas. They're in the midnight hour. They, they've been called by God. They're going city city to preach the good news. See, they're doing good things. They're not living in sin. They're good people doing good things. And they find themselves in prison. And not just any prison. We're not talking about, they don't, they don't get three meals uh, and, and a bed. They, they're in like Roman prison. Like, and it's not even just like Roman. It says that they're in the inner prison, like the deep prison. And, and, and you know, historians say that, that this is like, they don't have like plumbing like we have now. Um, praise God for modern day plumbing. Um, because they're like in the the deep prison, and, and not to gross you out, but, um, you know, there's, like, sewage in their cell. Like, there's, it's nasty. Like, they're, they're chained, and they're, they're, it's gross, and it's dirty. And it says in the midnight hour, they're singing praises to God. Come on now. In the midnight hour, when they're chained, and they're in this dark place, and they're, they're, they're it's gross and it smells bad and, and they, they, they got these, these chains digging into their arms and, and they don't see any way out. They're, they're chained, they're, they're in prison, there's no hope, there's no way out. But they understood their hope was not in themselves, the hope was in this living God that said, I will be with you. I'll be with you wherever you go. And in and, and our, our Bible study, our breakfast club, uh, our youth Bible study, uh, we have every, come on now, Youth pastor got to plug his youth group. Uh, we have a breakfast club, and we're going to have one in two weeks. This morning we had one, and, it was, uh, and, and um, we talked about Acts 1.8. It says, I'll give you power wherever you go to the ends of the earth. See, they, Paul and Silas had the power of God. They understood that their power, this incomparably great power, it wasn't in themselves. They, they couldn't break these chains. They could not open the doors themselves, but they understood the hope to get out, the hope was in Jesus Christ, this living God, and they began to sing praises in the, in the midnight hour, in the darkest time of night, in the darkest cell, they began to sing praises to their God, and then it says the, the door shook, shook and, and, and it began to open, and they, be, and they walked out under their own power. See, I, I don't know what midnight hour you're in. I don't know what circumstances you have. But I know the hope that God has given us. The living God. Come on now. We have a hope. Uh, a lot of hope is dangerous. Uh, hope can be dangerous because hope not only uh, produces endurance. Go to uh, Romans 5. It says, Romans 5, it says, Therefore we have been justified through faith. We have, a, a, we have peace with God through Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, into his grace, in which we now stand. Check this out. When we boast in the hope, come on, we boast in the hope of the glory of God. 
Not only so, but we also glory in, in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Come on, perseverance produces character and, and character hope. And check this out. Verse 5, it says, And hope does not put us to shame. Come on. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who he has been given to us. Hope does not put us to shame. I think sometimes we're scared to hope. Can we just say that? I think sometimes we're scared to hope because people have failed us. And we're, and we're scared if we begin to hope, at the end we'll be let down. See, Hope is tied to expectations, and we all have expectations in, our, in life because expectations uh, a lot of times are tied to what we've experienced in the past. And, and just like God pointed to, to Israel's freedom and, and judges, God can point to the cross. See, expectation of good, of the good, is hope. And that's the expectation we need. We need to expect the good because we know that we, we serve a living God. And, and even if the rest of your life, things don't go the way, we have all eternity. Come on, we, we have to have an etern, eternal mind, mind and, and perspective of this and understand that, that these hundred years, give or take, they're quick. Can I tell you, I'm 36, and I'm like, what? What happened? Like, I thought we were just like 25. I'm going to claim that because it, like, life passes you by. But we have all eternity. Come on, when, we, when we're going through the hard times, we've got to have hope, the hope of eternity. We've got to begin to expect the good things. We have to understand that in the midnight hour, we have to begin to sing praises. See, but the expectation of bad is fear. See, hope and fear are both tied to expectation. And just like Donald Sutherland, whatever his name is, I say right? Uh, he said, hope is greater than fear. Come on now. Hope is greater than fear. In your midnight hour, I don't want you to fear. I don't want you in your chains or in that midnight hour, in that cell, that's the circumstances in which you find yourself. I, I mean, we have to allow God's hope to drive out the fear because our hope in God will be far greater than the fear of this world. If Matthew writes, or Jesus says in, in, in Matthew, it says, fear, don't fear the, the person I'm going to ruin this. I don't even have it in my notes. This God gave it to me. But, uh, the, uh, fear God who, who can destroy. I'm just going to skip that. <laughs> Take two. I can't, I can't quote it. It's not my, my thing. But. All right. But expectation of good is hope. The expectation of bad is fear, man. What are you fearing? Because God is greater than that. What are you fearing? What is your fear today? Because God is greater than your fear. And his hope is greater than that fear. The hope of Jesus is far greater than that. Yes, we'll go through hard times. The Bible says we'll go through hard times. Jesus even said, they hated me, they're going to hate you. We're going through hard times. But hope and the expectation of God's 
grace and God's goodness will carry us through those hard times. What is going to get you through that hard circumstance? I'm telling you, it's hope. I'm telling you, it's hope. You know what hope is dangerous? You know why hope is dangerous? Because it begins to change things. It begins, when we begin to hope for things, it begins to spur us on to change things. My hope this year is to, to squat like 5,000 pounds. And I've been working on it. And each, 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 every other night I go into the gym, I begin to squat. And I'm squatting more than uh, I've ever done. I know it's not a ton of weight, but I was squatting 315. And, and I know that I can go further than that. And I'm going to keep going. And I'm going to keep going. See, my hope is, is to keep going. And, and through the pain and through the, 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 because it's not easy to put that weight on your back and to, to go all the way down and all the way back up. But my hope is to continue to grow str- stronger and, and bigger. And, and, and so the hope, the hope produces change. The hope produces and, and compels us to action. See, Martin Luther King had a hope. He had a dream that, that, that he was going to be able to change and, and bring equality and and. And, and change the landscape of, of, of the social justice system back then, the, 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 the racial tensions back then. He had a hope, and he began to use that hope. And, and when people said, uh, told him to be quiet, he can't do that. He, he began to speak louder, and he began to see that hope of change. Come on now, wh- what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? God is our hope. Gideon began to hope for a different uh, time. He began to hope for change in the land. And and God said, I'm going to use you. As Serena and Jeremy come to play, uh, people that that changed the world began to hope. They had a hope. And that hope is power in you. No one that ever did anything great did it out of fear. Everyone that did something great did it out of a hope for something greater. Gideon led the the littlest man and the littlest clan. That rhymes. That's just fun to say. The littlest man, the littlest clan allowed the power of God to lead them into a great victory. And it changed everything for Israel. Kona. What's your circumstance? Paul and Silas in the midnight hour had the hope of Jesus, this hope in this living God. And, and they began to sing praises despite, despite guards telling them to shut up. And they were in, in, in sewage and it smelled awful. And and they, the, the chains were, were pinching their skin, possibly breaking the skin, and they, they, they faced beatings. Paul began to be beaten and, and flogged and, and left for dead and shipwrecked. And, and in prison, he began to write these letters of hope. What's your st- circumstance today? What is your circumstance today, and have you lost hope? Are you walking through a hard time in your life? Or maybe there's a, a, a circumstance or a situation in which you need desperately to change 
Maybe it's a better marriage. Maybe it's a child that, that has gone and, and done, they're doing their own thing. They've walked away from the faith. Maybe it's, I don't know, whatever you're going through. Maybe it's financial difficulties. Maybe you're hoping for a better job that, that God's called you to. Whatever it is, whatever circumstance you face, have, have you begun to lose hope? Have you began to lose hope today? When you walked in here this morning, I just feel, I feel like this is for somebody. And when you walked in here this morning, was your hope gone? Or maybe it was just... You used to hope for things. You used to have this hope. Or maybe you didn't even realize it was hope, but you came in here this morning discouraged and broken. And you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And you've lost hope. Maybe you didn't even realize you've lost hope, but God's speaking to you now. And you've realized that, man, I've let my hope disappear. Or maybe you've been putting your hope in a different place. Man, sometimes we can put our hope in, in things and people, and those people basically become our functional God. And, and when we do that, man, they're going to let us down. And when they let us down, it, it, it's like we, we lose all hope. Maybe you're here today and church has hurt you and you've lost hope, you've lost faith in people in the church, whatever it is, man, whatever it is, if you've lost hope today, you've lost faith, can I tell you that God is in the house and he's, he's telling you, put your hope in him. Put your hope in the living God because our God will never fail. Come on, come on, let's stand to our feet, every head bowed, eye closed.